When life throws you a curveball, how are you going to handle adversity? Welcome to the Fearless Mindset Podcast, where you're about to go on a journey as I interview security, business, and entertainment leaders on what it takes to stay fearless. I'm your host, Mark Ludlow, and enjoy today's episode. Hello, everybody. This is Mark Ledlow with the Fearless Mindset Podcast. And today we bring to you the badass himself, Red 5 owner, CEO, Chris Coleman. How are you doing, sir? Doing great, Mark. That's quite an intro. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you have the CIA, FBI. Uh, um, I don't know what else, how many other word letters you have behind your name, but that's quite the experience. Yeah, I was very, very fortunate to be able to work for both of those organizations. So, yeah, I, from that perspective, my hat's off to my colleagues at those places. I mean, lots of sacrifice, yeah. lots of commitment. I was honored to be a part of both of those. So, Awesome stuff. stuff. It was an honor to work with you under your umbrella with that uh, certain principal there in Southern California a few years ago under Mike Trout's leadership. And and uh, that was probably the by far the best experience I've had in the executive protection industry working for you guys and supporting Trout out there. And uh, it just changed my mind on how a true operation should work in the bodyguard executive protection role. I uh, appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, we, we we always put ourselves out there as, you know, solving problems for clients. And that that was a, you know, a longstanding client for ours, for us. And, you know, we, we literally, I literally stumbled across it driving by the airport at LAX. And I'm like, I didn't know they were here and uh one phone call later they're like you got to get over there and fix it and um fix you know we <laughs> crazy right so i mean and, and we all know it no mission yeah. goes perfect but we were so right. fortunate to have the opportunity and mike was available and mike and i go way back and you know, he's been you know worked under us with us uh, you know, as a partner on a variety of things over the years and uh here he is again there he was again you know jumping in and glad right. you could be a part of that that uh, epic detail it was epic. In fact, I think was it fifty agents total on that thing for two months. Yeah, I mean, it was it was about thirty to forty five days total. It was, I think, the, with the turnover, it was around fifty five, sixty agents total. You know, coming and yeah. going. So definitely quite that. an operation. A couple of different locations, as you know, and right, and uh, you know, and and high touch, right? High maintenance. And, yep, it was, and um, lots of lots of unique challenges, as you recall. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I got the t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So here we are in 2021 and it's, it's been kind of nutty. Elections finally got over with. We have a new president in office and things are moving along. COVID-19 is starting to go bye-bye with therapeutics and vaccines and people getting shots. How are you, how's it going in uh, your location with your business in Virginia, I, I'm, I'm assuming you guys are getting a huge increase in inquiries from clients. Yeah. So we had a, we had an interesting 2020. We've, we've, uh, you know, I think a lot of companies, they, they faced a lot of challenges, you know, we're, we're, we're just like everybody else in that way. Um, but we, we had a continuity of operations plan in place when it hit. Uh, we went virtual 10 days later. And frankly, we just been you know, crank it along. We had a couple of quiet months in the middle when everybody was really, you know, dealing with the peaks of, of the pandemic. But uh, pretty quickly, back at the end of the summer, we were starting to get inquiries again, and we started to travel. At that point, um, we have one very uh, 
dedicated employee that was like, I am getting on the road. I'm going now and uh, you can't stop. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so he got on the road and we started servicing clients again. And um, probably by October, we we're getting more and more inquiries. The election drove the, a lot of uncertainty for a lot of people. And that really picked up the pace. We had the EP details starting again in the fall. And then uh, by January 6th, uh, you know, the meter has been pegged. We are running on all cylinders, uh, full throttle. And, and we're very fortunate that, that we've been able to continue to partner with other companies in different regions. I mean, we've got bodies in uh, Utah. We've got contractor support and out west, obviously, California. Um, we're generating more work in southwest Florida. Um, so we are, we are very busy. We're very fortunate. As I said, we're hiring. Um, so people can always go to the website and see what we're hiring for, but, um, we've proven the virtual model on the red five side. So we're absolutely looking to, to capitalize on that with the right kind of mature, you know, hires we can bring into the, onto the team there. So good stuff. We're very, very, very fortunate in this environment. And, um, you know, just want to keep the momentum going. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. I remember Mike Trot being on the podcast saying that as soon as uh, the vaccine therapies would hit and everything, get the feeling out there that's going to be okay. He said, prepare. It's going to be like a water coming out of the fire hose. And I, you just described that's what's happening right there. Yeah. No, I think it's, I think January 6th changed a lot of people's minds about stability, what stability means. Um, and, and that really drove a lot of work afterwards. A lot of people were going back and looking at assessments they hadn't done. You know, they haven't refreshed their assessments recently. And so they're like, you know, this is a good reason to do a refresh on the assessment side. And so that drove some of the work. Um, we've been busy with, with uh, preparing for, like you said, the tsunami of travel that's coming. And a lot of our clients had hunkered down during the pandemic and weren't traveling. Um, but once this thing opens up and people are vaccinated, I, I think it's going to be very, very busy. Good for the pocketbooks and good to pay the bills. And I know a lot of a lot of agents. Once I get on Facebook and I can, I'm on some of the private groups and all that. And you, you could tell everybody's sitting at home waiting for the phone call. <laughs> everybody's yeah. whatever the drama wall is going on is going on. I'm like, well, if I were you guys, to be out there training right now, like Mike, and even James Hamilton with Gavin Becker even said, hey, oh, yeah. you need to be training, get your medical certs up, get your training up because once things roll, you're not gonna have time to train. Yeah, and that's right. You know, you make advantage of take advantage of the time you have, and uh, we did that in the company. We had some downtime there uh, late summer before it picked back up, and we were mo you know modifying services to deal with the COVID adjustments. And what can we do that's different? And we were always thinking outside the box, and you know brought the team in and said, "Listen, let's 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 uh, throw everything on the table. You know, let's let's shake it up. Let's see what we can peel off to make it more uh, streamlined." Um, and more effective, and, and how can we better serve our clients in this new environment? So, same thing for EP. Got to do that. You know, you really have to pay attention. It's not about the new. You know, we've talked about this before, Mark. It's not about the new earpiece, right? right. It's not about what's what's the new holster is. You got to be smarter in today's EP world. You really got to be paying attention to the digital environment. You got to be paying attention to the medical environment. That's been proven. You know, beat to death now. And I think the reality is. You know, uh, what does your contingency planning look like as an EP agent? You know, we always taught when I was overseas and when I was with, you know, private domestic groups here, you know, what are you going to do when the ball comes to you? You know, whether you have a baseball analogy in your head, you know, playing 
shortstop and a man on first and third, one out, what do you do when the ball comes to you? Same thing with EP. And, and we used to teach that overseas and we would, we would use the, the soccer, the football analogy overseas. And it would be like, hey, you're on the team and you're running down the field. You know, what are you going to do when the ball comes to you? It, it does make people get out of that reactionary mode. And it does make people think a little bit more innovative about, well, you know, I, now, now you're putting the onus on me to make a decision, to, to, to be prepared. And that's, that's all about that contingency piece. Um, really would like to see EP agents go to that next level of sophistication around contingency thinking and, um, you know, get out of the, you know, the black Velcro focus we've had in some instances, you know, earpieces and guns and sunglasses and body armor. Let's, let's be smarter. I think I'd love to see that in the industry. Yeah, I definitely, uh, think with your book that you just came out, you know, addressing a lot of those things that, you know, cognitively need we be aware of being in the field, like you said. Um, I mean, how many case studies have we seen a gun being pulled out protecting your principal? I mean, Secret Service has not pulled a gun out since Reagan, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, that's so how many years ago was that? But you got yeah, exactly. you know, protective uh, methodologies and protocols and stuff like that. But yeah, you're right. Uh, I think that's something we need to implement in our EP program, their EP courses that, you know, whatever is going on out there, they should incorporate that mindset um yeah you just came out with your book in october raise your really is really sorry about that tongue twister raise your resiliency there we go all right <laughs> and yeah. uh how's the book sales going for you so far it's going well i mean obviously it was a you know we, we were going to put the marker down that we've been thinking about this for a long time um it's really at the core of who we are as a company and, and who we are when we talk to our clients um you know coming from Though the FBI and the CIA, I was really fortunate to get all that training, you know, taxpayer funded, but very robust and lengthy schools. I mean, between Quantico and, and the farm and some of the other schools we were fortunate to go to, you know, it was all about, you know, street survival. It was always about surviving in the field and, and getting through the attack, right? And they really beat us to death with repetitions, great skill sets, really raising your antenna as you rolled into an unknown environment. And all of that you know, fed into this mindset we had of resiliency, right? You, whether you're an agent in the field or whether you're, you're operating overseas, you know, with, a, with the organization, it was always pay attention to what's going around you, right? So awareness was always really important. And they, they beat in you that you had to have the right mindset. You had to have a street survival mindset, a positive growth-oriented mindset to, to push through whatever the challenge is, whether it's a, a gunfight in the street or it's, you know, escape and evasion, you're trying to get through a war zone. Um, and then they would talk about fitness I and mean, Quantico was all about fitness. There was a big fitness component in Quantico. And then the agency too, you know, it was like, this is how you manage stress. This is how you keep your, you know, your uh, sort of a low key uh, stress managed environment where you can think clearly through the challenge. Um, so there's mental, there's, there's physical uh, fitness, uh, emotional fitness, obviously, you know, what's going on with you and your family and, and yourself. And then there was a ton of skills, right? So they threw, you know, firearms and, you know, defensive driving and tradecraft and get you through, you know, the criminal investigation piece, evidence collection, traveling overseas, all the skills they gave us. And, and then lastly, we knew that we had to rely on our teammates, right? A lot of times in the agency, you're operating solo out there or in a, in a sort of remote capacity. In the bureau, you, you often had your squad, right? Your, your FBI squad or you had your SWAT team that you're out there operating on. 
And then protective teams, I've operated on protective teams on both sides of those, those agencies. So relationships is really important. So I took a lot of that information and all that experience I had, and I boiled it down in those five pillars, awareness, mindset, fitness, skills, and relationships. And I'm like, okay, we got the, we got these five pillars, but how do you, how do you get to where you want to be, right? The, the ultimate goal is to survive and thrive. So what I believe and what I think has been played out both at both agencies I've been at, as well as in the private sector, is that everything hinges on the individual. All right, if the individual isn't resilient, then the team's not going to be resilient. If you have a bunch of weak links on the team, it's not going to go well. Same thing with your family. So if, if the majority of your family is not resilient and they're busy thinking about other things and they're, they're not aware of what's going around them or they're buried in social media and, and you know, disinformation, it's not going to really make the family resilient. And then having been in business now 17 years, for me, it was really, you can apply all of this to your livelihood, whether, whether you're in the business for yourself, whether you are you know, a part of a corporate team, um, or you're just, you have a job, right? And that's your livelihood. You can apply these five pillars to your individual life, your family life, and your, and your business life. And then if you have all five and you're working towards the three critical units, you can get to the one goal, which is to survive and thrive. And that's really how the book is set up. And it, it's a, there's a series of checklists. There's, a, there's obviously a lot of content in there and case studies and things that we've experienced over the years. But, you know, you can pick this book up and go to any one of those chapters. And there's a lot of really good advice there. So I hope people are finding it helpful. I'm getting a lot of, a lot of interest, both on the podcast, as well as on sales. And we're using it in our training for our, for our new Real Experiences brand. Yeah, speaking of the Real Experiences brand, when did you guys come up with that, that business model as far as teaching, educating, consulting? When did, would that come from the book itself? Or? Yeah, so interestingly, probably three and a half years ago, um, so way before COVID, way before you know this whole concept, um, we started putting together a curriculum for executives that would really help prepare them um, for this challenge that they were going to face. So it was originally about re- resiliency for executives and leaders, you know, real, the, the uh, acronym there. But this turned into its own brand of real experiences. So we, we've taken you know, people and participants and executives out to Moab, and we've done a five-day off-road course. And we ran them through leadership challenges, things that you might see in a leadership reaction course from the military. We run them through land navigation, vehicle navigation, um, vehicle recovery, medical and mechanical challenges. And that five day really turned into something that was really, in, in, in the words of a participant, it was really transformational, right? Wow. They'd never really been challenged in an artificially stressful environment like that in scenarios that led them to change the way they were thinking their, you know, about their life you know, back, back home or in their business. So we've taken that concept, and then we had a, we were approached by a private family, and there was a, a young young member of the family that was about to come in and take over a greater responsibility in the family business, family office, and you know there was this I don't know if I'm ready, you know, mindset. I just don't know. I don't think I can do it. I just just broke up with my fiance, and I I I, I couldn't change a tire if I had to change a tire, and you know there was all these self sufficiency doubts that this person had. So we took the curriculum we were building for real and then this inputs we took from the family office and we said, let's create, you know, something that is, that is um, robust, right? Something that is, deals with immersive environments and allows people to be challenged 
and a, and a, and a little bit of safety there, right? We don't want to go crazy with the challenge, but they can, they can challenge, they can be challenged and they can fail if they have to in a safe environment so that when they do get back to the real life, they're not going to you know, absolutely fall and be a complete catastrophe. So there's a whole bunch of, of elements of artificial stress, leadership challenges, team building, different kinds of scenarios. And that is now what real is. We have one, two, and three-day courses that are going to roll out. And then there's going to be a, a library of classes you can you can sign up for and take, either whether you're a family office or you're a corporate team, or if you want to sign up as an individual. And that's all going to roll out here very soon online. And then there'll be uh, classes available starting in June. So pretty exciting, kind of a sub-brand spinning out of Red 5. Um, but we've got a lot of interest. And as you said, you know, when this vaccine kicks in and the numbers come down, there's going to be a lot of folks looking to, to get into these classes. So it's like a Red 5 um, continued leadership university. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, think of it. I mean, we're going to have specialized classes, right? It's all, it's all around resiliency. It's all around the five pillars. Mm-hmm. But then there's going to be like an urban survival class, right? Wilderness survival class. There may be a, a four-wheel drive mobility challenge. We're going to take you from point A to point B, like a detail. And you'd have to actually move from point A to point B over maybe 100 miles over the course of five days. But you'd see a series of challenges as you move through that as a detail. So that'd be a great corporate team training environment. And we can put you through, you know, sort of uh, moving the protective package from point A to point B. We're escaping the city, moving to the private ranch, whatever scenario we want to use. Mm. But we've got uh, other groups that have shown interest, you know, disaster recovery teams that need to go to these non-permissive environments where disasters occurred and they need training, right? They need, they need to be put through training so that they can gel as a team. Right. So we can run them through a similar experience and they can bring their own gear. They may have a, you know, a proprietary set of gear they have to use for their company. They can bring that along and, and we'll just incorporate into the scenario. So we're ready to build, you know, the, we've got the core classes, one, two, and three, three days mm-hmm. long. But then we're ready to build out customized classes for corporations and families if they want that. Um, we'll have a whole library to choose from. But I'd love to see the EP teams, you know, get involved in this, and we can we can definitely give them a great experience. Yeah, I can see that being an added value skill set that just uh, to push yourself psychologically under duress situations for a couple of days, knowing an actual true detail goes at least thirty days if you're protecting a royal family from overseas and uh, to see that w- what people were their responses to, to those stress factors. Oh, absolutely. So you, you know, you're, you're in a real environment. You've got your peers, you know, looking at you like, let's, do <laughs> what are you doing? let's, let's solve the problem. You know, and you actually have to apply the skills. So we know that there's a lot of, you know, classroom that you can take, right. You can take classroom classes, you can do online classes, you can check a box, get a certificate, but, we want you to go into the field and then practice that. And if we can set this up in a way where it's you're gonna you're gonna see it, you're gonna hear it, and then you're gonna do it, and then you're gonna do it again under stress. Um, we know that repetitions are are gonna be the way to success. But um, we've got great instructors we're lining up, and I'm handpicking the instructors from the perspective of can you actually transfer knowledge in a way that's productive and effective. Uh-huh. Right. We, we can go get, you know, God love them. We can go get door kickers all day long, but I need you to be an instructor and a sharer of knowledge, right? And bring the students along. And we're not training, in a lot of instances, we're not training um, uh, law enforcement. We're not training military personnel. These are mostly civilians. Leadership. So bringing that 
civilian crew along, leadership. Yep, could be leadership C-suite, oriented. C-suite, executive, shareholders of a corporation, organization type of thing. Absolutely, and, and it's all welcome, right? So it's sure. it's fitness welcome, it's gender welcome. It doesn't matter. Everybody everybody's welcome. Okay. Um, we'll put we'll put the curriculum together so that you know we can we'll push you, right? Yeah. We're not going to break you. This isn't boot camp. <laughs> Think about it as yeah. as, a, as a developmental class, right? We're really excited about it. Now, how's um, how's the summer shape, the spring and summer looking for you guys with um, just the overall picture? Of, you have travel component of executives. I've gotten three calls from a client that they've seen, like in the last two weeks, people starting to move around. Uh, it must be executives from corporations, C-suite and above, I'm, I'm assuming. They want transport transportation from point A to point B, meeting, hotel, boom, airport private flight out so it seems like that is starting to tick up quite a bit in the last few weeks yeah i mean i think human beings are supposed to be together right i mean this this has been painful for for all of society and i think you're going to see folks that are vaccinated are ready to roll are to start all are ready to start meeting face to face and it may be surgical strikes here for a while right the private aviation in and out do a specific meeting and come back right um but but you know, executives know it, it's the face-to-face matters and that the handshake and the relationship building matters. So it's not, it is going to come back. It is going to, going to come back with a vengeance. I'm pretty sure. So um, we're starting to see that uptick. We're getting clients reaching out to us and they're saying, you know, we like what red Five's doing around a, a holistic approach, Perfect. right? So you're not just an EP shop. You're not just an Intel shop. You're not just an investigation shop. But you tend to be sort of a project manager, a relationship manager shop, where if we come to you and we've got an issue in EP, we know that we can also come to you and say, wow, this other thing came up and it's, it's cyber oriented, or could you help us with an investigation that's going on that's fraud oriented? Due diligence, we do a ton of due diligence. And so we're kind of a one-stop shop in a lot of ways. And so clients, and I think security managers of the future, their buying habits are going to change. And we're seeing that that they don't want six vendors, right? Uh, they want right. a vendor that they know that in most cases, there's not one security company that can do everything, right? True, true. Really, this does, I mean, there are companies that are driving towards that, as we know in our industry, try to own everything out there. Absolutely. Um, but we, we, what we tell our clients is, listen, everyone is using the same handful of trusted people in certain foreign countries that are small environments. They're using the same kind of go-to people that are from the same three-letter agencies um, to get the right kind of pedigree and skill set. What we've set it up is that we can be an easy button. And for these new security managers that are coming up, you know, they're not they're not wanting to, to, to get six contracts in place for six different disciplines. They want one one teammate, let us let us come in and handle it. We got one contract, we can do statements of work. We can go left and right lateral if we need to for, for problem solving. And, and some of those may be one-offs. Um, but if they can sign up with us, for example, with a, with a Red 5 services subscription, we're, we're basically your, your back office for your security directors or your CSO that doesn't have a huge team. Um, we're, we're great in that capacity. We're happy to be behind the scenes and just tackling all the challenges of the security director. Um, we do that very, very well. And from what I'm hearing from my different sources out there, because of the podcast uh, that are heads of security in their own organizations, you nailed the key, the word there just now. They want a relationship. Yep. They don't want 
three layers of VP, general counsel, and a vote from the shareholders to see if they can fill a job. Right. 100%. They, they, they don't want that. They want to call Chris at Red Five. Hey, we got this client movement, and you got the in house intel, you have analysts, you have the package, you have the consulting organization, you can handle that from A to Z. And yeah. like you said, I'm, I'm in hearing probably half dozen phone call conversations I've had. They want that relationship. They want that trust. They want to know that trust will, Chris will take care of them and they trust you because of your background and your past experiences with the CIA, the FBI, and that gave you to what you have now. And that's, that's worth a lot of money and trust. That's like a policy yeah. of a relationship right there. And very true. I mean, we're, we're very fortunate that clients, you know, they, they do trust us. Um, you know, listen, it, no, no company's perfect, right? But we've had a great record. We have a great reputation. Um, and if we do make a mistake, we fix it. Well, we've proven yep. that year, year after year. And, and that's just, that's just where we come from and who we are. Um, and, and from that perspective, the reality is we've had a lot of success. We've, we've been able to build the brand. Um, we are getting a lot of calls from, in some instances, from competitors saying, hey, what's, what's, mm. what's this look like? You know, can we team with you on this? Or, you know, sure. um, because we're also really easy to work with, con, you know, contractually. Right. Uh, we, we've tried really hard to make it, you know, the, like I said, the easy button for to, to partner. Right. If we need to go into South Africa to tackle a project, you know, threat management yeah. related, we'll we'll partner there because we don't have bodies there. But most companies don't. Sure. But um, you know, you get a lot, you do a lot, go a lot further in this industry if you can partner well and, and just be uh, an honest broker and be straight up with folk. Um, that's always just served us really, really well. And I see so many guys, you know, like myself. You know, I come from an executive protection background, Marine Corps background. And I see a lot of guys trying to pop a flag up. Nothing wrong with that. It's a free market. We can do whatever we want to do in America. We're fortunate to do that. But people, I think guys get that. The alpha male kicks into them, guys and gals, and they think they can support a $100,000 payroll. Right. And exactly. we, we can get that cash fusion to take care of that client. Do you really want a bad reputation? from your boys and your boys and girls go on Facebook and blast you on LinkedIn saying you can't make payroll. Or is it smart to partner with the Red Five and Chris over in Virginia to make sure those insurances and those legalities are in place to protect the client and your organization? But I see so people getting desperate right now. I see them making really bad business choices and they don't have some good business lawyers or they can't afford that. They think, oh, I'm just going to go strike it out and try to get a contract. It's Getting a contract is really difficult, as you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's you know, and you, 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 like I said, man, I don't, I don't begrudge anybody going for it, right? You gotta, yeah. you gotta go for it, and I, and I, you know, yeah. I, I left government service to go for it, and I, I, I can't tell you how excited I am that we're still cranking away. But right. to your point, what we've always said for these these shops that want to, you know, let's say let's plant a flag, yeah, let's open it up. I got a good opportunity. We've, we've told our, our friends and colleagues in this space that, listen, call us. We will happily be your back office, right? If you want to prime it, and you've got the insurance and you've got the basics in place so that you're comfortable from a business perspective delivering with the relationship. We'll, we're happy to come in behind you if you have a good reputation, right? And right. be your back office and help you deliver because that, that is how it happens, right? Someone gives you the break. Someone gives you that opportunity. I mean, we were fortunate to have that. We had a couple of great breaks early on. Mm -hmm. and, and it was because we were trusted. 
and we got ourselves situated. And then I started literally networking like crazy to make sure I could cover every state and every country that my clients were going to go to. But it's the same thing. I'm, I'm willing to, to lean forward if someone's got a great contract they landed, but they can't deliver it in-house, call us. We'll happily be the back office and, and help set you up. And we know that we have to get our rates right so that you can make a profit as the lead, right, as the prime. So and we've told that. I mean, I, I ran a former Fed conference last February, a year ago, February, and I brought in a dozen folks that were either just out or about to get out of federal service. And I'm going to do this again. This was wildly successful. I think I hired four of them as contractors and one of them as an employee. And I've got two others as, as now network contacts. I mean, yeah, that, that's money, right? That is the network is so valuable. So we'll probably run another one this fall when, when things relent a little bit. But um, I told all of them, I'm like, either come to work for us as a contractor, come to work for us as employers, or hang up your own shingle and bring us in behind you to support you. Because I'm really about helping the former feds that are getting out and transitioning and trying to keep this industry going. There's a ton of work, as you know. Um, mm-hmm. We're all very fortunate that, that the industry is really doing well. And to your point, on uh, one of the other, I think, LinkedIn posts you made, there is a lot of work in the security industry. And, you know, it doesn't take much to mess it up, but if you can come <laughs> out here and get get established <laughs> right. and te- team with the right people, you know, you can do really quite well. Now you, had, you made a key point there, your network. And I don't think people understand, and the guys and girls in the field, I don't think they have a really good grasp on the key of networking because when you're working on a job you're networking you're interviewing and you're getting to know the people that have the contract and they well i'm sf i'm a special forces guy or i'm a you know israeli whatever special forces or whatever we, when people don't know you they're not going to call you and when you right. work these jobs i mean when i worked your detail it was like everybody's getting each other's phone numbers because we're working with each other and then right. when you leave you still have each other's phone number that's the job interview. And a lot of people, they don't want to take that step, that first step of breaking in the business because they think they're owed, you know, 500 to $600,000 a day. They think they're owed that. Like, you got to prove yourself in the field first. And it's been, there haven't been any rural families that I know that come in states because of COVID not lockdown, I think the last three years. And so yeah. a lot of these young people getting into business, they're trying to, they're scratching their head. Well, how do I get in this business? Like, well, you got to, yeah, you, you got to get your, off your, get off the, the rookie uniform and you know get in the the blue uniform and you got to pay your dues a little bit and people think assume just because they have law enforcement military or whatever background they're just going to naturally just grab a spot yeah no it's true i mean i was so fortunate to go through you know all the training i had and and uh i ran the protection training curriculum at the agency for a little while and uh that's where mike and i met um yeah mike was coming to the class and uh, had a great background and we really hit it off when, when I was running the program and he was coming through and, um, you know, it's, we've been great friends and colleagues since now, not everybody gets that opportunity. Right. And and that can't be the bar, right. Because we have a large country and we have a large population of EP agents and, and we want them to go through some form of a, a formalized course. And, you know, there are others out there. There are short courses, three days, there's five days. There's, you know, um, some of the other larger EP companies have their own academies and, I, kudos to them for doing that and creating a standard because, you know, we don't have a national standard here. 
We just right. don't. And, and we don't have a national certification. And frankly, that would go a long way to getting everybody to the same level. Um, and it would help the industry because, you know, the other thing we get is we'd like you to, to propose, you know, make a proposal to take on this program. And I'm like, well, I'm happy to do that. And they're like, yeah, um, we need it tomorrow and it needs to be, you know, not more than X dollars a day. And I'm like, you don't value what we do, then I'm not going to spend the effort to give you the right proposal. Um, so there is a big problem with, you know, folks going to, you know, um, Craigslist or just putting something out there on Facebook saying, you know, 250 a day for an armed agent. And, and you got people taking the jobs without licenses, without training. And that really hurts the industry. And if, and if we could create a, some sort of a certification level, and I know that's a big lift and people are saying, well, Chris, go do it yourself. You know, the, the reality <laughs> is it, it's going to, it's going to take a group to set a, a oh, well. national certification level standard, you know, and, and it would do, it would really serve us well. I think it's, I would like to think that it's done well in the UK where they have their, their certification. Yeah, that's uh, true. From what I've heard from, from colleagues over there, it's, it's been a good thing to, to help raise, raise the, the standards, but. I'd love to see that here. Yeah, I agree with you, Chris. It need, definitely needs to be done because right now it's just getting watered. Like you said, I see stuff on Facebook, Indeed, and Craigslist. And it's just, it just waters down the professionalism of some solid guys and girls that are out there that can do uh, a type of job for that client. And yep. I know everybody's focused on being a bodyguard, but there's so many other factors of security. You have concierge, you got intelligence, which you guys do as well. And there's right. so many, so many other things you can do in addition to being a bodyguard, because and fix the guys, you get old, you want to get that 40 mark. Uh, you're not pretty to look at. <laughs> <laughs> you start getting that basketball belly. <laughs> right. right. The guy's like, well, if I have a bad guy coming after me, you're not going to be able to take him down. If you have a basketball belly and you're not going to be able to do anything. That's just the reality yeah. of aging. And, and you got to think of what, what is your, when you do have an expiration date on your body and you love this business, there's Intel you can get analysts, things you can do. And uh, there's so many other factors and facets in the business that you can get involved with. Oh, absolutely. And, and I think it, it falls on us that have been in the industry for a while to, to help, you know, those others that are trying to figure that out, right? Whether you're coming out of federal service, you've got 20, 25 years in, right. you know, and you've been on the street maybe for, for this long. And, and again, like you said, you're back on your knees. Don't, don't last forever. No. Nope. Um, so how do you help those folks transition? Um, for those coming up in the ranks, how do you help them transition and get the right kind of gigs early on? Um, fitness is a huge piece of this. It, it has to be for stress management and the ability to respond to, to concerns. Um, but also just keeping, keeping your cool, right? It's, mm-hmm. you know, in this environment, there's a lot of stressors, both personally, professionally. And, and, uh, if, if you've got a lot of stress in your life, you know, uh, folks, you know, getting into this industry, you're going to have to be able to manage the challenges that are going to be put in front of you. Someone, someone approaches you and they're angry and they're, they've got this whole uh, threat <laughs> thing going on. You're going to have to deescalate that thing pretty fast and, and do so without losing your cool. And if you're already stressed out, that's going to be a challenge. So I think you're right. There's, there's a lot to be done there. And that space, um, just trying to, to stay fit, to transition from point A in your career to point B in your career. I know there's a couple other good podcast out there uh, about that kind of concept for transitioning. Um, but yeah, um, love to be a, of a, of a, you know, an asset, a resource to others in the industry as they, they have questions or, or uh, things like that. 
Now, what's the best way for somebody to get a hold of you, Chris? It's just rest, Red 5 email, contact Red 5 on your website? Yeah, that's good. Um, that comes into our, our queue, obviously, to, to get addressed on a regular basis. I've, I'm on LinkedIn. That's probably the most the easiest channel to hit me up there on LinkedIn. And um, I do pay attention to that. So um, trying to weed out the sales, you know, sales oh, yeah. approaches. But uh, Every other you know, day. I, I try to take a look at that and, and connect with folks. And again, it's, you know, a connection is a success, right? And, Absolutely. and like you said, you get on you get onto a detail and, and for me, when folks are on my details, I, I, I really think that every day is an interview. So, you know, you may have interviewed well and got on the detail, but if you, you show up on day three and you're, you're a mess, you're not dressed right, you're not prepared right, you're, you know, you're not really in a, in a good mindset to, to be a client service representative, you know, that was not a good interview day, right? Especially as a contractor, we, we want to, we want to make sure that we deliver every day because, um, there's a lot of them out there. Um, and, and obviously the cream rises to the top. Every time. And also listen, um, for the audience, they need to pick up your book. They want to get in the business. Raise your resiliency is on Amazon and Barnes and Noble Go online, order that. And, uh, also keep a lookout for the real team experiences that Chris and his team are going to be launching here soon. You got a lot going on over there, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't sit still very often. I'm I've been very fortunate, and I have a great team. And um, you know, without the employees, this country, this company goes nowhere. So, thankful for all everybody on our team, and and we're very fortunate to have the clients we have. So, it's it's been great, and I really appreciate being here today, Mark. Yeah, I just uh, want to thank you for your time. I know we had a little oopsie there with the something in the background i'm not going to say too much detail about that but we'll clean that up and uh, get it no published and uh yeah if anybody wants to reach out to me realistmindsetpodcast.com uh, is my website and uh you can also find me on linkedin as well and uh Ledlow security group we're on the west coast and i de- i definitely am, i was honored to support chris and mike trout when they were out there on the west coast in la for that one principal family that they had and uh, it was a pleasure because I learned probably the most I've ever learned and I'd say going to Dagen Clark's executive protection school was probably the one another butt kicker in the business but <laughs> you got to challenge yourself you don't challenge yourself you don't grow you got it but thanks for your time Chris and uh, make sure you guys buy his book raise your resiliency and uh, we will be in touch Chris and uh, now that we got this recording done all right thanks folks